0: so bad at side adventuring
1: on today's episode of we're so bad at side adventuring thornwick and bob star in two monsters past midnight bob bob Uh, what
2: what Oh man, was I asleep?
1: You've been asleep for nearly two days, Bob. I'm starting to wonder if that poison dart you were hit with was deadlier than
2: we thought. Eh, I feel fine now. I mean, I have no idea where we are or what we're doing, but I'm fine! Also, I can't feel any of my bones. Or fingers. Well,
1: I got tired of dragging a worthless corpse through the woods and hired a wandering stagecoach to take us to our destination. If memory serves, we're headed towards the Everlorn Dungeon of Pretty Rough Stuff.
2: Oh, wow. We're on another
1: side adventure, aren't we? What makes you say that?
2: We're in the spooky woods, in a stagecoach, all alone, and starting in Media Res.
1: Oh, yeah. Those are signs of a side adventure. Well, uh... I'm always down for something interesting, as long as it's not scary, or spooky, or any combination of those two words together.
2: So, who's the caravan driver? Oh, some chap wearing a
1: wooden mask that has no face on it. Nice guy, too. Didn't charge me for the ride. All he did was wheeze and point to the dark forest. So, I assumed
2: he knew what I meant when I said take me to my destiny. Wheezing and pointing? Sounds like my kind of driver. Why have we stopped? We're probably there. Well another successful side adventure in the bag we appear to be in some kind of bog a-
1: excuse me mr carriage driver
3: beware
1: beware R- right sir i ask you to take us to the Everlone
3: dungeon
1: D- does this look like a dungeon to you
3: there is darkness that i am bound to Each night I find souls to bring to the beings within these woods, the two terrible monsters. What's he saying?
1: Something about darkness and souls, I'm not really following him. Hey, guy, this is not the dungeon I'm paying you to take us to. You are severely in risk of losing your tip. You were really gonna tip him? Well, no, but I was going to pretend to tip him, but now I'm not even gonna give him the decency of that.
3: Forgive me, strangers. Forgive my crime. Forever bound to this carriage I am. You must go. Hey! The doors are opening automatically! That's nifty. Wow, that is
2: impressive. I gotta get me a sweet wagon like that at home.
3: There is a way to
2: survive.
1: Ugh, I don't think I'm getting through to him.
2: Bob, can you give it a shot? Sure. Hey, wooden face, dude. Dungeon. Get us to the dungeon. And if you can't get us to the one we want, we'll easily sell for any of Valoria's big eight. Forgive
3: me. You must go.
1: This isn't our stop. Go. I have no idea. Maybe it's a language barrier. I, I can barely follow what he's saying anyway. He wheezes a little too much when he talks.
2: Well, maybe he's taking a smoke break. That might help with the wheezing. I say we just hang out here. Get
1: out! Did he just say for us to leave? Nah, I think it was the wind. Oh, good. Well, now that you're awake, I think I'll roll my head back and take a nap while I wait for this guy to finish smoking.
2: And I'll pass out too! Not because I'm sleepy, but because that poison is taking way more of a toll on my body than I first realized! Bob? Bob? Wake up! Ugh, what? I was enjoying the gentle bumping of the
1: carriage ride. We're not in a carriage, Bob. When I woke up, I discovered that we were
2: both lying in the middle of the road. Ha, <laughs> that does sound like something we would do. You, you don't have to stand. The carriage driver, he's gone. Maybe he ran out of tobacco. Smoking addictions are rough, Thornwick. Well, at least I didn't tip him in advance. <laughs> Ah, crap! Look at the owl! A specter of true terror, gazing at us with eyes of rending and sorrow! What are you
1: talking about? That's just an owl. It's not even looking at us.
2: It is a known fact that owls have invisible eyes on the back of their head, Thornwick. I don't feel like that is true at all.
3: We warned, heroes, for in this foul place there are things that mortals cannot even begin to comprehend.
1: Oh, crap, it's giving quest-related information. Quick, pay attention.
2: Don't tell me to pay attention! That puts way too much pressure on me! I'm already cracking! Ah
1: Bob, stop having an
2: attention-anxiety
1: attack! I'm trying to listen to this wise owl!
3: The land has been long cursed. Okay, do we need notes for this? Silence! I am an ancient and wise owl. My words are the only warning for the terrible thing that is about to happen.
1: Oh, I have a pencil in my bag. For note-taking. I'll just
3: rummage around for it. Okay, I'll wait until you two can settle down. Then I'll share my wise owl speech.
2: G- great, j- j- just give me a minute.
3: I've got some paper in my bag.
2: Wait, no, that's just some sandpaper glued to a pine cone. Mm, here,
1: we can take notes on the back of this ancient scroll of power.
2: Perfect. I hope you don't get them mixed up in the middle of battle and read the wrong thing.
1: Well, great. Now that you've telegraphed it, I guarantee you that's going to happen. <laughs> Okay, Mr. Owl, we've settled down now. We have our pencils ready to take notes about your Owl speech.
2: Great. Hey, he's just flying
3: away. Come back. See you, jokes later. Oh, by the way, do you know what the time is? No. It's two monsters past midnight.
2: That made no sense. Why was there music accompanying what he just said? I didn't hear anything. Oh, uh, neither did I then. Over there!
1: Bob, there's a log cabin! We could hang out in there until the wagon guy
2: comes through again. Great idea. He's probably working off of a circuit, so we'll definitely see him again. Have no one lives in this cabin. I'm sure it's been long abandoned due to decreasing bog property values.
1: Yeah, th- that's usually why someone abandons a cabin in the darkness of the woods.
2: Ah, crap, I see a light on. Well, I'm sure they're
1: used to strangers just banging on the door at midnight. Knock, knock, wake up. Two important adventures are at your door. And we brought cake. Don't tell them that.
2: Our cake is specifically for us. Oh, uh, and we don't have cake. Also, our cake is missing, Farnwick. That damned owl must have cake robbed us while we were distracted. That's the second time an owl has stolen baked goods from us.
1: We should really get some kind of owl-proof containers. Who comes to my door at this dark hour? We do. My name is Thornwick, and this is Bob. We were hoping to hang out in your cabin while we wait for the carriage driver to roll by.
3: Yeah, it's too muggy outside. So muggy. You do not know the price of what you ask.
1: Here's a whole gold piece. It's like, what, a year's worth wages for a peasant like you? Now move over. I'm going to make myself
2: at home.
3: Do not shove past me. Too late. <laughs> now let's raid that kitchen of yours. I'm starving. Woe be tied unto you, for you know not what horrors you have wrought. Oh, nice
1: rhyme.
3: Top quality. You should be a poet. Oh, Bob, that is
1: terrible advice. Poets don't make any money these days. Being a bard is where it's really at.
3: No way, man. A poet can be a bard any day of the week. There is a darkness within me that I cannot contain. See, that's bard talk, plain and simple.
2: No way. It's uh, a simile, right?
3: Total poet technique. I forget what's a simile. Nothing. What's a simile with you? Will you two not heed my warning? Listen here, Mr. Um... They call me... Augustine, during the day, but at night, when the moon waxes full, they call me by an entirely different name. Two names? I'm so jealous.
1: Seriously, I only have the one name and I would much rather have two. You would not want to be called what they call me. Anyway, whatever it is that you're blathering all about seems tragic and misunderstood, but we're just here to raid your pantry, drink your alcohol, and then promptly fall asleep on your couch and floor.
3: Dibs on the floor. And the booze. Do you two not know the terror of this forest? Each evening after midnight, two terrible denizens of the woods will awaken.
1: Fascinating. You do not seem to have any food in these cabinets.
3: Lame. Oh, oh no. The transformation. It it begins. Run. Run, you fools, while you still have time. Goodness, Bob. Why is he
2: thrashing about and clutching at his chest? Ah, crap. I think he's having a seizure. Or a heart attack.
1: Um, hang in there. Uh Augustine will help. Bob, how do we help?
2: Uh, let's check our bags for heart medication.
1: I don't think there's any heart medication in our bags. Neither of us have heart issues.
2: Well, I grab pretty much everything from any house we enter, so we could get lucky. <gasps>
1: Sprouting fern
2: fangs. This is like
1: the weirdest heart attack I've ever seen.
3: <laughs> Run away. Oh.
1: Well, Bob, I think we're too late. The heart attack has completely transformed him into a werewolf. Aw,
2: oh, man, poor guy. I found a lot of pills in my bag, but most of them are labeled poison, so we shouldn't give him those.
3: And now I will feast on the bones of the living. Wait a second, I've got it.
2: What?
1: What if he's not having a heart attack? But is indeed a werewolf.
2: That would explain him randomly turning into one. Bob,
3: it's coming right for me. Ha <laughs> ha, not on my watch. Step aside, human, for I will consume the weaker of the two.
2: I mean, that does sound reasonable. Bob, don't reason with the unreasonable horror before us. He's not unreasonable. You're weak and he's strong. So it would be far easier for him to eat you rather than big and tough me. Well,
1: I suppose that does sound reasonable.
2: See? So we've established that he's a reasonable horror. Oh! He's charging right at me. I got you, Thornwick. Ahem. You. Stop. No werewolfing. What the hell is that, Bob?
3: It almost beat me. Stand still and be devoured.
2: It's an old spell my grandma taught me. She said look right at a werewolf and say no. No werewolfing. It's rude.
1: I don't think it's inclined to listen to mammals.
2: Oof.
3: No werewolfing! It's rude! I do not wish to follow the human conventions of politeness.
1: Well, with that attitude, it's no wonder you don't have a girlfriend.
3: What? I would feast upon my bride if I had one! It would never work out between us. Excuses,
2: excuses. You can't get a girl because you're a savage who's rude. Seriously,
1: Augustine, you've barely got a chance of getting anyone interested in you if you're just going to be charging after people and feasting on their tender flesh.
3: I suppose. I
2: haven't thought of that. So you need to learn some manners.
3: I crave the flesh of the living.
2: Well, there's your
1: first problem, Augustine. You're battling... An intense addiction.
2: It's not an addiction. Is the flesh of the living the only thing you can think about?
3: Yes.
1: Sounds like an addiction to me.
3: I can quit any time I want. I just don't want to. Really? Why not? Because I have nothing better to do than eat the bones of my foes.
1: Sounds like you're just mercilessly attacking people. Because you're bored with life.
2: Day in, day out. You're always transforming and feasting, transforming and feasting. Is there really any point to it?
3: It does get a little repetitive.
2: So you're just running around. Eating people. And you have no end goal. No wonder your life is a mess.
3: Hey, my life is great.
2: You don't have any food in these pantries. Dirty dishes are everywhere.
3: And I bet you haven't had a date in ten years. I told you! I'm too busy feasting to see other people!
1: Tell you what, Augustine. Why don't you break the destructive cycle tonight?
2: Yeah! Stop trying to eat us and make a constructive, healthy change in your life! Hmm.
3: Like what?
1: You start with cleaning this house up. My uncle used to say that a clean home is a clean soul. And up until the day he burned down his mansion while screaming about gems, it was the prettiest house in all of the land.
3: I guess I could try something new. But what about the hunger that rages within?
2: Definitely withdrawal. You can fight it.
3: You know what? You're right. I'm gonna clean up my life and get my act together. It's time for a change around here. A full moon turned me into a werewolf, not a jackass. Exactly,
1: and we'll help. You start with cleaning the basement and we'll get the dishes.
3: Great, I'll just open up the basement door and- <laughs> surprise shove attack. Ah, uh, oof, ah, uh, oof, ow. I think I dislocated my werewolf shoulder. Quick, Walter, shut and slide the couch against it.
2: It worked! We tricked a werewolf into falling down some stairs! Easily one of the better
1: accomplishments in life. Now, I'm going to take a nap while you do those dishes. Wait, we're actually going to clean his house? Well, I can't sleep around filth. That was another thing my uncle said, right before he locked himself in a treasure chest and rode it right into the ocean.
3: Ugh, my head. Uh, Daylight? No! I must have slain two more innocents. Morning!
2: Bob's making
1: pancakes.
3: They're my famous
2: adventure-ready rockstar cakes. The secret ingredient is a potion of delusion that makes you think you're eating pancakes. They aren't feeling at
3: all, but they are delicious. How are you both still alive?
1: I don't know. That is not a question worth asking this late in the game.
3: I have gone an entire night without feasting. The curse is broken. I'm free! I'm free!
1: Great. So, you might want to use that newfound freedom to get Groceries. We might be here a while, I don't see that carriage driver anywhere.
3: Ha <laughs> ha No longer do I have to live in the cold isolation of this wretched forest! I am free!
2: Hey, come back! These terrible-tasting pancakes aren't done yet!
3: Well,
1: hopefully he's going out to get groceries. The illusions just don't fill me up the way they used to. You can always forage. That's almost like work, Bob.
2: Foraging is fun and easy, and if you're lucky, you won't get poisoned! And if you're really lucky, you get poisoned by a blissberry. A berry that makes you feel incredibly happy ten seconds before it turns your bones into jelly. How would that be super lucky? I feel like my bones have always been holding me back. Imagine having the power to slither anywhere you want. (laughs) Locked doors wouldn't stand a chance.
1: I think I'm hungry enough to risk my skeletal structure. Alright, let's go foraging.
2: Oh man, today's the day I lose my spine.
1: I'm too hungry to make a joke about being spineless.
2: Over here, I see some mushrooms. I'm going to shove my face right into them and immediately start chowing down.
1: Wait, how do you know they're not poisonous?
2: It's simple. We use a test called the two-man tell. I'll eat it, and if I keel over, you'll be the only one left to know that it was poison.
1: But then, how will we check the next food we find if there's only one person left?
2: You do the one-man tell!
1: Let me guess, that involves eating it and hoping I don't die.
2: Exactly! Have you been foraging before?
1: you like, after this, I won't be foraging ever again.
2: Not if you do it right, because you'll have enough food to last you for the rest of your life.
1: Now that is a fantastic play on words.
2: Stand back! I will now engage in eating- A process bystanders and police officers have described as both terrifying and dangerous. Wait, no. Stop.
1: I see a deer over there.
2: A deer? What's the big deal? We can kill it
1: and eat it. That's what rough men in the wild do to survive, I think. I probably read that in a book somewhere.
2: Yeah, I don't like to hunt. Why?
1: Ethical reasons?
2: No, because 90% of the time I end up getting comically bitten on the rear by the animal I'm chasing.
1: What about the other 10%?
2: I accidentally stabbed myself in the foot with my spear while trying to hurl it.
1: Neither of those odds affect me negatively. In fact, they sound guaranteed to provide me with entertainment. Now, go get us that deer meat. All right, fine.
0: You have passed the first test, mortals.
1: Was the test telling
2: Bob to murder you? That's a weird test.
0: You have broken the curse of the first beast, but there remains another.
2: Bob, it's standing still! Stab it!
1: I think it's prophesying to us. Well, unless it prophesies to us where we can get a hot meal for free, I'm not interested.
2: Oh, wise, dear Oracle. Where can we bum a meal off of some stranger who won't charge us? There is a
0: house on a hill, deep within the woods. Look for the trees that whisper secrets.
1: Perfect. I hope he has some kind of steak. Or venison.
0: You must stop.
1: Relax, dear. Bob was only joking. That doesn't only taste good if it was terrified in the last few moments of its life, or worried about its kids.
0: You know what? Why don't you both go in there and take a long, heavy nap before the host gives you a free buffet?
2: Now that's a prophecy sure to please all demographics. Come on, Thornwick, this way! Jerks.
0: Oh, that
1: long, heavy nap was perfect.
2: I know, right? Oh, I cannot believe how well stocked this mansion owner's pantry was. Weird that no one was home.
1: I mean, we shouted and hollered loudly.
2: Well, this elegant manor is completely abandoned. I mean, based on the two rooms we checked. Is it nighttime?
1: Wow. Look at that moon. It looks so close to us. It's kind of green and yellow. Spooky. Ah, yes. The ancient moon of madness. Only comes out in certain parts of the world. Really? Yes, it's actually not part of our regular dimension, but is instead a part of the terror dimension. Wait, what? The terror dimension. It intersects with our plane of reality and... Certain places around midnight, usually due to some kind of evil curse.
2: Weird that it's here. It's probably just
1: passing through.
2: Well, let's go back to feasting and napping, two of my favorite side adventure activities.
0: Indeed it is. Pickets! I didn't see you there. Oh, but you see, looks can be deceiving. Um, what? I didn't hear what you said a second ago. You said something about how I look, right?
1: I said... I didn't
0: see you there. I heard something else.
2: I heard what you heard. Oh, I didn't see the big guy there. As you can see, looks can be deceiving.
1: That was a perfect cycle, so let's stop it now.
0: I am Lady Lena of this manor. Tell me, weary travelers, why have you come into my house unannounced? To be perfectly honest...
1: We announced ourselves by loudly shouting, Is anyone there? If you want us to eat everything in your house, just don't reply.
2: And you didn't, so technically this isn't a home invasion.
0: Yeah,
1: it's a dinner party. Hooray.
0: Oh yes, there will be dinner. A meal to die for!
2: (laughs) Did that door just bolt itself shut? Eh, probably the wind.
0: You poor, hapless humans. You do not know what you face. Why did you call us
2: humans?
0: You look like a
1: regular human, too. Except Fangia. Oh, wait. This is the part where you'd say looks could be deceiving. I got it now.
2: Well, I'm still saying it. Why? The magic is gone. You ruined it. You blew your dramatic cue early. No one in this room wants to hear you say it.
0: I've been waiting for victims for a hundred years, so I'm saying it. Oh, but you see... Looks
2: looks can can be deceiving. deceiving. I didn't have any magic. I don't know, it was kind of spooky. Would be better if lightning flashed in the background with some thunder to it.
0: Now then, come and join me for a last meal. What the hell? What happened to my mysterious banquet table?
1: We got started early on the last meal. And finished it really early.
0: Are you kidding me? I was planning on inviting you to a long, spooky banquet before I feasted upon you both. And you freaking eating everything already?
2: Not everything. We didn't eat the grapes. Grapes are disgusting. It's like eating
1: wine when it's still in a package. <laughs> Gross.
0: You hate grapes? You will pay for breaking my dramatically planned evening. Gaze deeply into my eyes, Bob. Gaze and feel a compulsion to eat
2: the grapes. No thanks. Gaze! Gaze into my eyes! I am under your command, my lady. Oh, did she just hypnotize you with
1: strange and powers? I don't know. Eat the grapes. Yes,
2: my master.
0: Okay. That's a spoon. You're eating a spoon. Stop it. Stop it.
1: Yum. Grapes. Why was he seriously chewing through metal?
0: You're going to ruin your teeth.
2: Delicious grape flavor.
0: I command you to stop.
2: Yes, my master. Now
0: take the spoon out of your mouth.
2: N- n- never.
1: Seriously, Bob, that cannot be good for your teeth. Seems good to me.
0: Fine. Whatever. You've ruined my vampiric <laughs> trance.
1: Vampiric trance?
0: You're a vampire.
1: You don't look like one at all.
0: I feel like you say that out of pity.
1: Yes, slight pity.
0: (sighs) When did I lose control of my life like this? I had a nice evening planned, but you ruined it. Fine. Whatever. Lena, you deserve to say the line, so I'm going to say it. Oh, but you see, Thornwick, looks can be deceiving
1: felt good didn't it
0: a little thanks
1: you're welcome
0: now bend before my vampiric might
1: oh my i am so shocked at you being a vampire and that shock is certainly not coming from place of genuine pity
0: stop it This is getting a little hurtful.
2: Master, I have eaten all of the silverware. Why would you eat all the silverware? I am under your command.
0: I didn't command you to do that.
2: Well, I thought you did under your breath.
0: Bob, are you even
1: under her trance, or did you just use this as an excuse to eat silverware? I
2: am not under oath. I do not have to tell you squat.
0: How are you immune to my power? Enough, Thornwick, gaze deeply into my eyes.
2: Wow,
1: your eyes are pretty, like a nice maroon color.
2: They are beige, my master. No one has beige eyes, Bob. Stop commenting on my eyes and start gazing. He was giving you a compliment, my master.
1: And now I am under your control, my mistress. It's master. Mistress is the female suffix of
2: master. That can't be right.
0: Just... Call me whatever you want.
2: Just don't call her late for dinner. Zing.
0: Why are you both immune to my mind control?
1: You're right, Bob. This silverware is delicious.
0: Wait a second. My wine. You've gotten into the wine.
2: Oh yeah, we're both incredibly drunk.
1: I honestly can't stare at anything for more than a few seconds before it becomes very blurry.
0: Curses. That wine was moon wine.
2: Tasted like it.
0: No, you don't understand. Those who drink moon wine during the full moon become two monsters past midnight.
1: Yeah, well, the true monster is man. So I guess we'll be
2: fine. Hey, if it's so dangerous, why the hell did you leave it out in the open? You broke through six locks to get into my liquor cabinet. No alcohol can hide from Thornwick and also Bob Incorporated.
1: I am feeling a little weird. Me too.
0: There is only one way to reverse the curse. How? You must lay on the table, stop talking, and be perfectly still. Close your eyes... And you might feel a sharp piercing sensation on your neck. One of you also might hear horrified screams.
1: Don't mind if I just lay down and do everything she just said.
2: Wait a second, this isn't moon wine at all. This is this is Red Bridge forty five. Don't Don't read the label. Oh, I'm reading it. I'm reading it so hard. Just Stop talking and let me sleep. Thornwick, don't fall asleep. I have a vague suspicion that this vampire lady is going to eat us. I have a name. It's Lady Almington. That's the other lady. This one is Lady Lena. Oh, right. Lady
1: Almington's a witch, not a vampire.
2: Was she? I thought she was some sort of turtle hybrid.
1: That too.
2: Crap, he's asleep. Guess I'm eating him first. Not so fast. You see, there is a tactical reason why I ate all of that silverware, and it's because vampires are terrified of poor eating habits. Not Not really. Come on, you just watched two grown men eat silverware while plastered on wine and whiskey. This was just a normal day for us. Do you really want to know how unhealthy our blood is? You raised some pretty good points. Wait, did you get into my whiskey too? We drank the entire liquor cabinet. You might have to join Augustine on a grocery run. Seriously, he
1: didn't have any food. It was so traumatizing.
0: Curses! You fools will pay!
3: Lena, I have come for you!
0: Augustine, you are a human, yet it is after midnight.
2: He's here to save us! He's gonna mess you up so go- Oh goodness, oh I am feeling, oh I'm feeling very ill. I do not think I should have eaten all of that silverware. Maybe, just maybe I should reevaluate my life choices.
1: Bob? You're too drunk
2: to reevaluate your life choices. Good point. I should just lay on the ground in a ball while clutching my stomach.
0: Oh, the pain! How was your curse broken?
3: Two mortal humans had mercy on me. They locked me away instead of trying to kill me. And they taught me a valuable lesson about priorities. I have come to woo you.
0: I am a horrible monstrous woman. We can never be together.
3: I have the twine of Zemir. If we wrap it around our hands, it shall transform you back into a human. But the price is a terrible one to behold.
0: What magic does not have a steep cost?
3: The kind that involves balloons. And card tricks. It will trap us in this nightmarish realm forever. The bridge between the terror plane and the real world will be shattered, and this place will be untouched by outsiders.
0: You mean, people like these two will never happen upon this house again?
3: I do. We will never have to see another human again. It will only be you and I. Together. Forever. Oh, and I guess the deer and the owl will be here, too.
0: I like the owl. He's a great conversationalist, and the deer's a good poet.
3: Bad career choice. Faths are better. Can you bear the idea of never returning to the real world again just to be together? Can you bear the idea of it being only the two of us? Four of us.
1: Seriously, we're too drunk to transfer planes right now.
0: Oh, Augustine, we came to this nightmarish realm so long ago for a quest that has faded from my mind. In these eons of limbo, I had forgotten everything about my past life. Everything except for you.
3: Even in my darkest, flesh-devouring moments, I never stopped thinking about you.
1: That is a weird thing to think about when eating someone.
2: (laughs) So creepy. You should improve your game. Werewolf boy ain't got no game.
0: I raise my hand to you, my love. Bind us. Bind us so that all we will have is each other. No more feasting upon the living. No more darkness. We may be encased in a nightmare, but the light that radiates between the two of us will give us all we need. Just you and I. And the deer and the owl
1: now that's good bardic work
3: five stars it is done Ah! Ah!
0: my hands they are no longer pale and slender my face it is tender again i feel the draft the wind i can smell the food in the air and the stink of pure grain alcohol my hunger for the living is gone it is replaced with with love
3: Yes, my love. But the world around us will soon shatter the bridge to the real world. We must get these two out of here before they are separated from their reality and we are stuck with them for good.
2: I'm fine where I am.
3: I'm too dizzy to move.
0: I have just a pinch of magical power left. I will summon the Faceless Driver. Faceless Driver, come forth!
3: I return to this dark realm. Whoa, Augustine? Lena? Lena? You both look human. You don't look damned at all. Yeah, we're done with that. The light has saved us, but we are stuck here for good.
0: Can you please take these two jackasses out of here? See, I told you that his route would be right
1: in the middle of a dining room.
2: I had my doubts about your plan and eating silverware, but rest assured, both ideas were quite brilliant. I'm too drunk to walk.
1: Carriage guy, a little help.
2: I'll help you.
3: You just fell on me.
0: They must leave, quickly, before it is too late.
3: Wait, so you're both free? What about me? I was part of this dark, cursed thing, too. Well, we already used the string once, so...
0: Yeah, you're probably better off in the non-terror reality.
3: Why? Your dark service is done! Are you guys going to pay me? Um. Technically we never discussed payment. So. Are you kidding me?
1: Just so you don't feel bad,
3: I wasn't going to pay you either. Are you guys for real? I'm the guy with the magical carriage, and I never get any respect! Do you know how much this mysterious faceless wooden mask costs me? A lot! It costs a fortune! I thought it was a good investment, and it turns out you aren't going to pay me a dime? Idiots! Freaking idiots! Enjoy eternity with these two jerks! He's gone!
0: Curses! He was the only way to get these two out of here!
3: Wait! Where'd they go?
0: We're free! We're free!
3: That was a close one. Nice
1: work, sneaking in his wagon while he was ranting about getting paid, Bob. I work best on a full stomach. Excuse me! Mr. Driver, are
3: we at the Avalon dungeon yet? How did you get in there? Are you kidding me? Get out of my carriage.
2: Wait, 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 wait. Courage guy, I'm going to give you a tip.
3: Yeah, a tip. Give him a tip for his travel.
1: Don't...
2: Don't swim after
3: you eat. Goodbye, jerks.
1: He's gone.
2: I need to lay down. Me too. Yeah, Everything is spinning. I think we somehow saved the world from the plane of terror. That doesn't sound like us. By throwing a guy down some stairs and then getting drunk in some lady's house. Uh, that sounds like us. Where, Where are we?
0: Welcome to the land of eternal twilight. If you wish to leave this place, you must stop a terrible curse.
1: (laughs) Wake
2: up.
0: There isn't much time.
2: Seriously, we're we're gonna have to battle the ancient forces of evil after we're done battling this hangover.
1: And after we get some breakfast. I'm starving.